episode number 87 if i'm not mistaken of the average man podcast boy we are getting up there and i am getting ready to get down um well that was the song that brought us in anyway by honey honey love that track loving that band i'm loving my blues and roots and and bluegrass and and all that kind of shit lately so um yeah beautiful track there brought in by honey honey uh getting ready to get down Episode number 87, this one's a bit of a freestyler. I've got no notes, I've got no pad written in front of me, I've got no guests, I've just got nothing going on except what's rattling around inside my skull. Um, I've been a couple of weeks off at the moment, and no good excuse, really. Uh, I did have a two weeks in a row I've had a podcast booked with somebody, um, no names, no shame. 
<laughs> with somebody, but they've just we haven't been able to tee it up. They had some work schedule issues, um, so you know, and it was like going to be a Thursday nighter, and then you know I just couldn't really make it work um, after the after the Thursday nighter fell through. And last weekend was my work due, so oh, yeah, I was kind of I was a bit of a write off for the for, for the whole week, and we had a work due on Friday night. Had the after party back at my joint. Um, I kicked everybody out at about 4.30 a.m., the people that were left, um, the hardcore crew. And, yeah, they took me – actually, it was a very very last-minute decision to even come back here and, and have the, the after party because uh, the missus was a little bit worried about having everybody back here and, and kicking on afterwards, you know, just because – Tra- you know, she didn't want people trashing the house and then waking up and having to deal with mess, as well as then grabbing the kids, and it's just it's just more and more and more on the plate, really. But um, I promised her that we'd keep everybody outside, and we did pretty much. Most of the people stayed outside. Some people came in, a few little DMs in the kitchen area, and, and the girls using the toilet and stuff, which was cool. But the house was clean the next day, so we woke up to a clean house, which was sort of what we were what we were chasing. Um, so yeah, that was a good one, and I actually woke up not too bad. Like obviously super tired. Went to bed at like five a.m. in the morning and went and picked the kids up at like sort of nearly eleven the next day. So maybe only had five hours sleep. Um, woke up, and one of the one of the boys, one of the new fellas, um, had passed out on my front lawn. So everybody else had left, and he'd obviously missed the the last wave of um, taxis or whatever that came. And I walked out in the morning, and I can as I walked out around the corner, I just heard this like. I was like, oh shit, somebody is snoring hard out the front there. And I actually thought it was going to be my brother because my bro, Mick, he's, he's, he's got a bit of a name for himself in town so far for um, when we have these big work piss-ups, he, he kind of tends to pass out at the front of somebody's house. He's done it like a, handful, a good handful of times uh, around Headland over the last 18 months. So I was thinking, oh, Mick's passed out at the front of my house. Walked around, it wasn't Mick, it was one of the other boys, Mapper. And he's passed out hard, like I mean, snoring full, just having the sleep of his lifetime on the grass in the last little bit of shade. It was 10 a.m., dude, when I walked out. So, like 10 a.m. Um, last weekend, whatever, whatever that was, the 27th of November. It was hot, man. It's hot. So for people who are down in Perth or down south, listen to this. Yeah, we're talking like you're talking by 10 a.m. It's 38 degrees, and and it was humid too like 78 80 percent humidity just sleeping on the grass loving it just having a full full hardcore nap so I had to wake him up drop him off at home go pick the kids up and yeah we just chilled out for the rest of the weekend Ems was a little bit rough I wasn't too bad like I said just tired came home the kids were really good we just uh I tried to hang out with them for a little bit and play and 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 kick and I think we put a movie on and then I just sort of was passing out and and me boy Shady was a little bit of a menace at first he was harassing me slapping me in the face and just sort of taking advantage of me because he knew I was a little bit under the weather um, and then he jumped on the iPad and so did Heidi and you know, not the, the not the best parent, parenting tips um, going around but you do what you got to do sometimes and they both jumped on their iPads and I passed out hard and went and passed out in the bed and then I woke up on the couch so I must have fallen asleep at about one o'clock in the Arvo woke up at like five in the afternoon and and both my my little ones were were passed out on the couch next to me and Em was was in the room so we all had a good like three four hour nap 
during the day. That was cool, man. Then we just kicked back and watched um, the new Trolls movie together on Friday night. We've all been waiting for this Trolls movie to come out for ages. Um, so we bought that on iTunes and sat back like and, and stayed up late and ate chocolate and lollies and ice cream and, and, and watched the new Trolls movie. So that was pretty cool. And then woke up, yeah, just a little bit tired and a little lethargic on the Sunday, but not too bad because I was super nervous about – well, not super nervous, but I was nervous about – about the work, do like I was excited. It's always good fun. It's always good to let your hair down and 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 not you know get on the piss with the guys you work with, especially guys that have haven't been there for a full calendar year, so they haven't had that opportunity to really let their hair down. The bosses are in town, and um, yeah, pill you know where where I work, uh, you know, we we tend to have um yeah pretty pretty good work do you you can't let your hair down um and go all out once a year at least so i was excited for it but yeah but just a bit nervous and nervous about the hangover and and you know just that sort of residual damage that you carry around when you're like 37 plus like i am now but it wasn't too bad in the end so it was pretty enjoyable and and you've just got to do it like it's just it's that time of year uh we were i've been out and about lately we went out for to the Esplanade for a few beers and some pizzas last night, me and the missus and the kids, and there's like work do's going on there. There's work do's every single night now on the weekends at like the Esplanade, at the Yacht Club, probably the Balls Club over over in um, South as well. Yeah, it's just, it is is that time of year and it's really starting to get that vibe about it. Um, and I mean, yeah, it's funny because last year this time, um, I was kind of burnt out a little bit. We hadn't been away since, or I hadn't been away anyway since um, like April, I think, was the last trip I had in 2019 and then stayed in town uh, bar a couple of camping trips all the way up until until the Christmas break. And I remember bitching and moaning about it even on this podcast just that I was burnt out and a bit unmotivated and wasn't quite feeling it. And it's just funny because it's a different vibe for me this year and um, I'm, I've I've had a much bigger year. I haven't been away uh, at all. Besides, we went went camping in um, July, I think it was, and I've spoken about that on the podcast as well. We went camping down at Ningaloo Station in July. Spent a week there, off five nights there, and um, we didn't have a great time. Like it was just really, really windy the whole time. We moved camp three times and then ended up moving to like a, a station, Ballara Station, in in the middle of the Gulf there. Um, on the last two nights, uh, just to get away from the wind, and you know, moving the camper trail around, and uh, not even getting a fish or anything in while we really like while we were up there, um, it was kind of it wasn't very relaxing. So we got back from that holiday, and it definitely wasn't like a relaxing, let your hair down, like kind of holiday kind of feel. It was a break from from headland for a week, but. Um, so that wasn't a huge break. So then I've come all the way, you know, from the last time I really left the Pilbara and had a, a proper holiday was was Christmas last year. I missed out on the Bali holiday in March. So and I'm actually feeling pretty good. Like I thought I'd be burnt out by now and really just feeling negative and over it. But I think there's just so much going on uh, for me at work that I'm really just yeah I've got like a a full plate in front of me and there's heaps to do, heaps to think about, and it's kind of as much as I'm looking forward to my holiday, um, it's, I'm in this weird position where I could actually do with an extra week to get everything wrapped up at work. I'm, I'm going to hit my targets, I'm pretty sure, but an extra week would, would definitely not um, hurt me at the moment. So that's kind of really a cool situation to be in because I've got these targets to hit. So every day is like 
I'm not just wandering around. I'm not just like, oh, another day. It's like there's shit that needs to be ticked off the, the list every single day. And the days are being counted down because they're all critical. So it's cool, man. I've got, I've got deadlines to hit. And, and I, I don't talk about work often on this podcast because my my work life and my podcasting and, um, you know, they're two two separate things, very, very different things. Um, but really just that's all I've been doing lately is, is work. So it's kind of there's a bit of a crossover at the moment. That's probably why I haven't pushed to do those podcasts the last two weeks either because it really it's just all been about work, working all week, doing big weeks, uh, working, you know, weekends. Well, we're working Saturdays anyway, um, bar last weekend because of the work do. And then come to the weekend, it's really just like a day – a day and a half off to just wind down and sit back and, and relax a little bit before I kind of go and do it all again. So that's not real conducive. Um, conducive? Conductive. Con- conducive. Hmm. I don't feel like that's the right word. Real conducive. I'm not going to Google in the middle of the podcast, but I just I feel like I haven't hit that nail, the nail on the head with that one. But that's not really uh, great for 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 podcasting, for inspiration and for, uh, you know, getting me vibed up. So I kind of have just let it slide the last few weeks, but I knew that I had to get it back on. I couldn't, couldn't do three weekends in a row without pumping one out and I just thought, stuff, man, there's plenty of things bouncing around inside my head. I'll just jump on the mic and just freestyle it this time without any notes and see how we go. I do have a couple of interviews planned before the end of the year, so hoping to catch up with uh, a, a doctor – um, from who's working at Headland Health Campus at the moment, or in public health anyway, uh, and chat to him about um, specifically about uh, ADHD and the way he manages it, and then a bunch of other stuff because he's a pretty interesting dude by the sounds of it, an interesting cat, and then another dude was a was a Taylor who I've had on here before, um, yeah, who's who's um, you know the the head of the Pilbara Adventure Riders Club, and I think he's got something planned coming up coming up next year, so um, wanted to go to get him back on and have a, a, a bit of a yarn and a catch up so I'd like to get those two ones pumped out before the end of the year um, and this will probably be the last solo one and I'll see if we can squeeze one in while I'm down south as well on the fly but yeah I figured it was just good to jump back on here and, and talk about what's going on around about town at the moment it is that kind of exciting vibe sort of uh, uh, at the moment now everybody's got their Christmas parties on I guess there's some Christmas carols coming up I haven't heard anything about that but I guess that there that there is uh we had our we had my boys Christmas carol um not Christmas carols Christmas concert at at um the school on Tuesday night which is really cool to see that how much the boy had grown um like socially uh, this last year because he's had a really really good year so my boy's in I think they call it he's, he's like pre-primary now last year was kindy or pre-kindy or whatever they call it. I'm not really down with all the, the lingo, but basically next year he's year one. So last year he did three days a week, or they do two days one week, three days the next week. This year he's been every day, and then next year he's in year one. And last year he just was not he just was not interested in the whole um, or anything, social, um, sport-wise, anything in a group. Like um, I, I spoke about the, on this podcast probably about how I couldn't get him um, involved in, in Taekwondo last year. I took him down um, at the start of the year and I think we took him near the end of the year and he, he just really was not into it. 
it was quite stressful for me, me trying to keep him involved and keep him um, interested in something that he wasn't keen on doing. He got real bad social anxiety as soon as he walked into the J.D. Hardy Centre every weekend. And then at his Christmas concert last year, he just stood at the back in the back row and just did nothing, did none of the actions, sung none of the songs. Um, it was just kind of heartbreaking to see as a parent. Like on one hand, you're like, you know, let let, let the dude be who he is. Um, he's not comfortable, he's not comfortable. And we didn't make a big deal about it. But inside, it's kind of like, oh, man, why, why, why is my little boy the one that, that's, for, for whatever reason, in, in the way he's put together and his, his experiences through life up to this point, for, for, for whatever reason, his, the way he's been moulded and shaped, you know, he's not happy to participate in something just like singing Christmas carols, which you'd think kids would love that. They're all together, their friends there, and they're singing along. You see some of the other kids having the best time of their life, and then my boy just, just does not want to borrow it. So it was kind of a little bit upsetting you. As a parent, you're always thinking that you're you're fucking everything up. Like there's a lot of guilt <laughs> that goes with being a parent. Um, we do our best, our best job. Like all of us, you know, we really do. Big shout out to all the parents out there because, like, I know you get that you know what I'm talking about. We we do the best that we can. We try and do a little bit better than our parents did, and our parents try to do a little bit better than their parents did. And I guess that's as good as you can do, really. But there's no real handbook for it. Um, and there's a lot of guilt that goes with it. So, just, so that was something that upset me and my wife last year. Just seeing him not not get involved in any team sports or you know the taekwondo thing, get freaking out in public, and not being involved in the Christmas concert um, or or any group activities at school, uh, really at all. And then this year, the transformation that we've seen in him has been so rewarding, so cool. Um, you know, in a large part due to the teacher that that's put so much effort in with him this year. You know, there's definitely like um, different personalities and different people deal with uh, personalities uh, differently. Um, can I slip the word different into that sentence somewhere else again? Um, but what, what I'm trying to say is that uh, the teacher that he's had this year uh, really – well, one, she likes my boy for a start, which makes a big difference, and gave him the space to be who he was and then worked with us through some of the issues that we had. So term one was just term one. They were all finding their place. Um, you know, they were all just, yeah, finding their place. The teacher was finding their place and the kids were finding their place and there was a few little teething problems. That was fine. Then term two was super weird because that's when the COVID thing kicked off and our kid, our boy still went to school, even though it wasn't actually school per se uh, anymore. It was like three classes combined into one and and um, there was like, I don't know, uh, there's probably 10 kids and, and like six adults eight adults in the classroom and it was a real weird setup and that sort of set him off a little bit and then after the COVID thing wrapped up and they went back to normal classrooms um we had some issues with him just not listening and, and being really sort of like really acting out a lot and um like I was I listened, listened to a lot of Maggie Dent stuff she's a like a child um behavioural specialist I think I guess you'd call her and she speaks to a lot of child psychologists and and other other behavioural specialists and things and I listen to a couple of audio books and all this sort of stuff just to try and get uh, a better um, a better idea of how to deal with some behavioural issues we were having with the boy and um, 
the teacher spoke to me about some of the stuff he was doing at, in class and at school, which mirrored some of the kind of stuff he was doing at home. And then I spoke to her about the little system that I was using to deal with him at home um, rather than, you know, flipping my lid at him, which never doesn't get me anywhere. Um, it makes everybody, including myself, feel really shit. So, I was, you know, I'm not going to go into the specifics of it, but basically we had a little system that we were using that was working um, at home. It was definitely managing him and his behavior a lot better. We were seeing some positive results and I spoke to the teacher about that. And um, it was cool to have a teacher that was... Um, I, well, I've got a cat in here meowing now. Come on, dude. Don't come in here and meow and mess up the podcast. I had a, a teacher that was like was keen to to try those tactics in the classroom as well and really work with us so you, you kind of have this vibe sometimes that, that that this feeling that you know there's whatever however many kids in a classroom you don't want your kid to be taken up too much time so other kids are being um, disadvantaged and the teacher has to give them special attention like it's not a one-on-one um, learning experience it is a classroom so they do have to fit in and play by the rules so everybody can get get along and move forward so you're really conscious or I was me and and Em's were really conscious of that like you know we don't want his shit to be we want our boy to be able to learn and someone to have patience with him and help work with him but at the same time you're not like the world doesn't revolve around your kid so you don't want him to be um taking up too much time of the teachers but we had a teacher that was willing to do the same work with us and do the this little system with us at school and so was the teachers you know like the teachers aid as well and it worked it was real cohesive because we're all on the same pattern we're on the same track and we all were getting the same results once it started you know once we started implementing it which was really cool to see how that that panned out and then we worked through that we were all on it for like the whole term second term specifically and we would just watch him go from being really hard to handle and stressed out and acting out and a lot of like really antisocial behaviour and inappropriate behaviours and stuff. And we worked him back into being a really a good like little boy, you know, just a good little boy. Like the dude's smart already, which is a bonus, um, which may be part of the reason why he acts out in times as well because, you know, maybe he's a little bit bored with what's going on or he feels like he's already learnt something and, and they're still going over it. So there's that to consider as well. But we're lucky that um, he's a smart little kid. He gets his, his mathematics and his, and his literature or literacy and, and um, definitely his artwork. You know, he, he's just all over it. He's nailing it, kicking goals academically, which is cool um, that he's not getting left behind because of, his, because of bad behaviours. Um. So yeah, to see a teacher work with him and 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 bring him back from that was so cool. And then just the way that that he's got a little group of friends now, and then to see how he behaved and acted and got involved in this Christmas um, concert thing, like he was so zoned in when we got down there, and um, you know, little things like how to ta- how to flip out about the clothes he was wearing, and, and there was times like six months ago where once he hit that flip out stage, he couldn't bring him back. But we were able to bring him back and just get him back on on target and on fo- and, and and on you know yeah back on target. And when we got him on down there to the oval for the concert, when it was his time to go up, he was all zoned in. And he looked out, he, he singled out his teacher and locked eyes with her and ran up to the front and then got up in his little line there. And he, he was him, he was looked for his little buddy who he was dancing and standing next to, and he knew who he was going to be you know, like rocking out with at the concert. 
and just went through the whole thing and just looked like all the other kids, man. Just looked like a normal little boy dancing, getting involved, singing, doing all the actions and just and then, you know, they had a couple of little little songs that they sung and it was so good. Um I know that may seem really mundane. That was a massive long winded story to get to uh, a simple point, but just to see my boy just be a normal little boy, um, and because somebody had the patience to put a little bit of extra time in with him, work with us, it was so cool, man. So, massive big shout out to to the teacher that he had this year, and and um, it's just funny because last year again that he just did not get that kind of um, he didn't have that kind of relationship with the people uh, teaching him, looking after him, looking after him at all. I feel like the teachers they really didn't like him last year, which is not a great start, and then his teachers. Um, the first half of the year, he had a teacher that was pregnant, and on the way out, and like, let's be honest, if you if you're pregnant and there's a full blown human growing inside you, like, you're not going to be that keen to get up and go to work every day when you know like there's a there's a deadline on that, and it's sort of mid year. Like, I know far out if I even eat some the wrong food. Uh, sometimes I don't feel like getting up and going to work the next day if you've got a bit of a crook stomach or something, let alone having a full-blown little human growing in your stomach, um, you know, trying to kick the front door down. And, yeah, yeah, the vagina is the metaphor and is the is the front door in that metaphor if you're, if you're worrying about it. Normally when you're kicking a front door down, you don't kick it from the inside out, you kick it from the outside in because you're trying to get in. But in this metaphor, I think that the the little baby would be a prisoner inside the vagina. Um, you know, like think about it, you're trapped in a dark, moist room, getting fed all your nutrients and everything by like this fucking cord that's attached to you. You're a little prisoner really, growing, 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 and then all of a sudden you get to a stage where you need to get out because you're too cramped and you're growing beyond your surroundings. And, and when it's time, you're just, little, you're just fucking, ah, i got to kick that front door down and get out. So that's that's just in case you missed it, that's how that analogy plays out in my mind but yeah if you had a full little human growing inside your your inside your 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 body fucking all your hormones up and shit like that like how interested in in just teaching or you know work in general would you really really be so you can't blame them i mean hell i've got a wife i've got two kids i know what my missus was like um whilst growing another human inside them like think about that growing another human inside you from scratch like how much resources does that demand on your body and you've still got to get up and go to work so i'm not ragging them out but just saying just saying that maybe they're not in the best uh stage of life to teach young needy children who are like at the precipice of of uh going from baby toddlerhood into childhood and, and learning some of the most important things they'll learn for the rest of their life. Maybe that's not the best time to have someone that's like full-blown preggers teaching little kids. And then on the second half of the year, they had he had a teacher that had just come back off maternity leave who came back and teach and also didn't seem like she really gave a fuck that much. And again, not ripping on you, I can understand it because this person's just – given birth to a little human and they've been at home with them for the last whatever nine months a year 
just given all their attention and resources still to this other little human. You love them, everything about them. They're fully dependent on you. Your life involves around waking up in the middle of the night and feeding them. They're like literally fed off the tit still. And, and just your whole life is about protecting and nourishing and helping this little life grow and survive. And then you've got to go back to work and put your kid in care of someone else and go look after 20 other little shits that belong to someone else for a whole day and try and teach them like and especially in headland like elephant in the room you have to go back to work after a certain time if you're a teacher and you want to keep your housing so how much is your heart really in it and how much you're just gonna doing it because you gotta so there's that um and i feel like he definitely suffered from that as two separate but similar situations back to back last year um, and then again, probably just a personality thing as well. Like maybe the maybe they didn't like him that much. So um, yeah, again, mad tangent. This is what happens when I don't have any notes written down, and it's like eight thirty on a fucking Saturday night, and I'm got a rum in front of me, and I'm just spitballing off the top of my head. So yeah, um, long story short. Christmas concert 2020 good, Christmas concert 2019 bad. I think that was general gist of it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, moving forward, I've got like two weeks of work left, not even. I've got like about a week and a half left of work. And then the big drive down south, and I'm so keen, man. I'm so keen. Um, I don't know if I've spoken about this on the podcast yet. I don't believe I have, but we have bought a caravan. We bought an old 1978 Franklin caravan since the last time we did a podcast, I think. So that kind of came up out of nowhere. I've spoke about it. I definitely say I've spoke about it on this podcast before, the fact that we wanted to buy a caravan. We definitely want to travel around the country uh, in the next two or three years. Do a year around around Australia. This will not be the caravan that we take around Australia. This is an old caravan. This is just a foot in the door. But it's kind of like a, an investment anyway, because um, I believe these caravans hold their their um, value. I'm going to do a little bit of work um, anyway on it. So what we paid for it, we should be able to sell it for again in in a year and a half, two years time, whatever it is that we want it ready to to upgrade again. So it's just kind of yeah. I don't think it's dead money at all, except for what we spend on it. Which is fine, but yeah, you know, it's that, it's the, it's the spare room in the yard that we wanted. It's the, it's the, uh, the podcast studio that I've talked about having a mobile podcast studio. I need to get an aircon put in it first, but basically that's what she's going to double as a spare room and, and and a studio at the house. And then you know when I get it set up to to go off the grid with the dual batteries and and an aircon and a few other bits and pieces um, next year, it'll be our little um, holiday. Um, you know, a little holiday caravan for the middle of the year. Do some of the Barnhill, Cleaverville type of scenarios next year, which will be cool, man. Um, sell the camper trailers. So the camper trailers going down to Denmark with us this year because uh, we, we've got like a full nine night stint down there. We can set it right up, and and it's worth taking away and setting up for a big long chunk of time like that, which I've never done. I've, the longest I've set it up for would have been Denmark last year, which was about four nights. So it'll be good to go down and set the camp trailer right up. Um, yeah, really nestle in and, and like I said, spend 
nine nights down there at Christmas and New Year's and then sell that next year and yeah, we've got this new camper, uh, new caravan. So that's pretty exciting and I'm just so keen for this holiday, man. I'm so keen for it. Like as I said, I'm super busy, got plenty on my plate so I'm not actually counting the days down. Um, I sort of am but it's more like because um, it's, it's, it's an opposite – how do I explain this? I'm counting the days down, but it's more because I'm actually, as I said earlier, every day is super um, important for my schedule at work right now. So I'm like counting them down logistically rather than like, oh, 10 more days of work left. It's like, oh shit, 10 more days to get all this shit done before I'm out of here. So so it's actually for me, um, I love being busy. I love being flat out. I love, love having a, a specific set of tasks um, on my plate in front of me. That's what motivates me and I think that's why I'm, I'm really still feeling motivated um, and not, not burnt out this time of year like I was last year. So that's super cool, man. Um, yeah, for us, yeah, life's really good right now. It's been an odd, odd year. Um, 2020 can, I mean, and the scheme of things 2020 can definitely uh, suck a big old dick uh, but but really and, I've, and I definitely have said this several times it's been a good year for us um, we've probably got a bit of clarity on what we want to do in the next few years we've we've put a bunch of money away I mean I've had you know a couple of pay rises and some um, some good things happen to me at work this year um, you bought a caravan my boys friggin' thriving and my little daughter starts school next year so it's it's been um yeah it's been a, a really good year for us um but yeah 2020 is just definitely can suck a dick um uh, my biggest my biggest worry um is that you know that the specifically our government is going to drag this covid thing on uh longer than necessary like if it's a year, like if it's, you know, March 2021, they start really opening things back up and there's uh, vaccines being administered on a large scale and we can move freely in our own freaking country again, like normal humans living in a free Western country uh, that we supposed, supposedly live in and we can travel overseas, we can go to, to Bali and, and come home and like like normal fucking people if that happens and it's just a year out of our lives although I'm, I'm i'm fine with that it's like okay whatever it was a weird little glitch um let's move on from it if this drags on to 2022 and beyond it's like like eat 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 a dick um i don't want to go on about fucking covid i don't want to go about covid but I just really hope this doesn't drag on any further than it needs to, man. Especially once there's a vaccine. Like, if you're gonna give us this vaccine and we take it, uh, then it's just literally just like a flu. It's literally like a flu. It's a virus with a vaccine. That's it. Don't talk about it. Don't even talk about it. That's there's actually a vaccine for it now, so therefore we have some sort of protection. Uh, let's just fucking move on. Because we know that the death rate is not some fucking crazy thing. We know just it's just a super contagious virus, super contagious. Therefore, once you're able to vaccinate against it, it's the point is moot. If I get a vaccine, let me go to Bali. 
Otherwise, what are we? What, what game are we playing? What game are we playing if, if if we don't open the fucking economy and and travel and the borders are up once this this frigging vaccine becomes administered widespread? Don't want to go on a rant. Don't want to go on a rant. I just everybody's sick of this whole thing. I'm sick of it as well. So I don't want to hear myself ranting about COVID. But yeah, the point of that was excited about Christmas. Um, excited about next year. But yeah, come on, Australia. Let's open things up, man. We know you love to drag your feet on everything like marijuana laws and fucking, uh, you know, the any 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 drug laws. They love to drag their feet on all that kind of shit. So let's 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 be front runners rather than you know, um, let's be trailblazers rather than coming in last on everything. So why why are we always the last? We have got the most prudish government system. Um. Just ever, just nothing is ever, we're never groundbreaking with anything in this country. We never try anything first. We never do anything different or outside of the norm. It's always so safe and uh, behind the times. Like even in building, um, it's common knowledge in, you know, the building trade in WA specifically that we're just so far behind what what the trends that people are doing, you know, around the country and specifically around the globe Um Medically, I know that we've got a lot of. Uh, I know that we're quite advanced in our medicinal, like medical sciences, but the way we administer um, and the risks we take and the and the different legislation and shit is always so fucking. Uh, it's always so like behind the times, man. Um, we're not. There's no no stem cell. Uh, therapy, so to speak, of in this country, where we know that that's a thing that they're doing now, and and the whole ethical conversation behind it is kind of the point is moot now because they're getting stem cells from from placentas, not from failed you know um, human fetuses or anything like that. That's that's like you know it can be quite dark, and and you know there's a, a ethical problems there. They get it from the placenta now, which is just friggin' sitting there after you have a baby. So why aren't we pushing forward on stem cell therapy and why aren't we legalise marijuana? It's happening all around. Canada have done it. It's, you know, um, Mexico decriminalised um, marijuana there now. It's obviously legal in a bunch of states in the US. I think um, Uruguay and a few other European countries are sort of uh, on board with it now. I know the UK are going to be one of the last to do it as well, but why do we have to be one of the last to do it? Legalise CBD, legalise marijuana, recreationally and medicinally. Like, come on, can't we just can't we take the fucking knowledge and the data and 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 the research that's out there and and make a practical decision on something that everybody knows for once, rather than just dragging our heels on everything all the time. Like, who do you actually speak to? When was the last time you had a conversation with somebody who actually thinks marijuana is is like bad, like it's evil? You don't have to like it for yourself. You don't have to want your sixteen year old kids to smoke it. That's different. I'm talking about marijuana for 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 adults, for you know, educated adults with free will uh, and, and living in a free society to be able to make their own decisions. Um, to smoke weed, like who's actually saying that that's bad this day and age, you know, and 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 especially with all the other discussions about governments that that tax 
cigarettes and alcohol and, and pharmaceutical companies that sell friggin' heroin in tablet forms and shit. Like, come on, man, we all know this shit. We all know it. We walk around, we talk about it in our every single day life that we know this shit's normal and, and not evil for us and there's huge benefits from marijuana and CBD. And But, you know, government still hasn't legalised it. Like, what's going on? What are we doing? What game are we playing here? So that stresses me out a little bit. This is what happens when I don't write shit down. I just friggin' jump from topic to topic and somehow in my mind they're all linked. So hopefully it, hopefully there's some sort of continuity when this plays back and I'll listen to it um, during the week because it's kind of a bit of a stream of consciousness right now at the moment. So um, you're getting a bit of a taste of what it's like to be inside my, my brain, just bouncing around off the walls from... From idea to idea, getting up on my buddy soapbox. So, well, uh, that's that. Look where we're at. We're at 40 minutes, 40 minutes and 35 seconds. I should probably start wrapping it up now for a solo podcast, 45, 40, 45 minutes of me just talking uh, on the precipice of, of being intoxicated and sober still. It's probably enough. So... I don't think I've got anything else to say. Christmas, holidays, going away, cruising down south with just me and the dogs. I've said this before that the kids and, and missus are flying down, which I'm pretty happy about, me and just me and the dog. The dog who's um, in the proverbial uh, doghouse at the moment because um, anybody that's got us on, on Facebook would have seen the, the, the uh, video my wife put up yesterday. We got the... Um, the elf on a shelf. We like we do the elf on a shelf in our house. So there's there's a book that goes with it, and there's a little story behind it that there's these elves that you have in your house. You bring them out during December, and um, the story is that they watch the kids during the day and make sure that they're being good boys and girls. And then at night time they go home to the North Pole and report to to Santa. And then they come back of a of an evening before the kids wake up in the morning. And every day they're in a different spot, and they do. You set them up to like running a muck, rolling out toilet paper, or getting into the wine glasses, or or making a mess with the flour in the kitchen, or whatever it is. Like they're cheeky little elves, right? You know. So the parents set them up in the evening before they go to bed, and the kids wake up in the morning. They run around. Oh, where are the elves? Oh, look what the elves are doing. Eh, tickle and fickle. You name them, whatever you want. Elves are called tickle and fickle, boy and a girl. Um, doesn't matter which one's which. Um, and um. So it's, and there's a book that comes with it. You read the book some, you know, at night time before bed. It's really exciting for the kids. It's pretty cool. Elf on a Shelf, it's called. And we had them set up uh, in on the bookcase, not last night, the night before. One of them was inside the toilet, toilet roll, rolled out on the on the living room floor. And me and my wife were there last night. She goes, where's that other elf gone? I was like, oh, I assumed that you'd grabbed it and moved it because it was on the floor. She's like, no, I didn't grab it. Um I wonder where it's gone and we kind of already knew that the kids wouldn't have touched it because the whole part of the part of the story is that if you touch the elves you you steal their magic and they can't go back to the north pole and tell Santa you've been a good boy so the kids are like full won't touch them cuz they don't want to fuck up the magic so I was like, well, the kids wouldn't have touched them. We'll have a look around anyways in case maybe they got crafty and like grabbed it with a tea towel or some shit and took it to another location. No, nah, couldn't find it anywhere. Um, I was like, maybe, the, well, like maybe the dog took it outside. Like she doesn't do that sort of shit, but maybe she took the elf outside. We better go check. And I was walking around outside, looking, and it, and it kind of twigged that 
the week before we did find a teddy, one of the, my daughter's teddies outside in the dirt when I was cleaning up after the, the work piss up. And I just assumed that she'd left it in the dirt and, and you know, got a bit touched up and we'd found it and brought it back in. So I was walking around at night thinking, well, I wonder what's going on here, where's the freaking elf? And had the spotlight out and then I found um, a mini mouse teddy stuffed underneath the tree near my daughter's cubby house. I grabbed it, I thought that was weird. I walked around the other side of the house and in the veggie patch there was a, a, a mouse teddy uh, 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 that was freaking half buried and just its legs and body sticking up out the ground. I thought, no way. Me dog's, me dog's been getting a hold of the teddies and burying them in the yard. And then like I sort of told Em, and she's like, oh, what the hell? Look, what's this over here? She points to another patch in another garden bed. And, and then, and then um, she had another patch in the garden bed. And I freaking walked over there. We pulled that one out. And then we, pulled, we ended up pulling out, I think, four separate teddies. And then, like, there's, this elf's got to be around here somewhere. And we're just about to give up on this one patch of garden bed. And she goes, hang on, what's that there? And there's a bit of toilet roll sticking up out the ground. She's put the spotlight on it. Sure enough, she starts recording. Pull the pull the, the, the toilet roll out of the ground. There's two little red legs and black shoes sticking up out of the ground. You can just see the legs sticking up. Pull this elf out. It's been buried full head first in the ground inside of a frigging toilet roll. And my dog's like full paranoid stressing out like, oh, no, they're on to me. And then we shamed the fuck out of her on video and put it up on Facebook. So go check out my missus. Um, I've, I've been tagged in it as well on Facebook there. But yeah, we got we got a full teddy elf thieving dog going on at the moment. So um, yeah, she's she's in the doghouse at the moment. And it's funny because I don't know she's probably a bit bored, a bit lonely at home on her own and stuff. But it's not something that she's ever done in the last nine years of life that we've had her. So yeah, we've got a full elf teddy thief on our hands at the moment. So got to sort that one out too. I think I'm done, eh? I think I'm done. I think I've said enough, rattled on for long enough, um, got weird about uh, pregnant teachers and uh, babies kicking the front door in and shit like that. That was uh, a bit of a weird tangent went on there as well. So I'm done. Um, yeah, episode number 87, I think I said. Getting ready to get down. Which I am. I'm getting ready to get down for the Christmas break, so uh, going to try and squeeze in a couple more interviews for the for the end of the year, and then um, yeah, see how we go moving forward. Got the caravan, get a bloody aircon in that next year, and I've got a full blown uh, podcast studio. So phase one has been activated. Pretty happy about that. All right, dudes, I'm going to go. I'll let you go. Thanks for listening. Um, yep, like it, share it, give me some feedback. Um, Tell me my weirdo. Whatever you need. Episode uh, number 87 of the Average Man Podcast. Get ready to get down. Over and out. Peace. <laughs>